Hello, everybody, and welcome back. If you're new to the show, this is When Opportunity Knocks Podcast, a Triple H production. I'm Andrew Hunter, Andrew LG Hunter. I'm Angela D. Hunter. And I'm uh, Paul Dice. You can find that on all platforms, and usually there's a 91 at the end of it. Nice. Um, uh, what do we do? What do we do here? Yeah. Like each of us or on the podcast? Yeah, so, um, I mean, on the podcast, we come up with topics. We talk about them. Uh, sometimes they're controversial. Uh, Jesus, fuck. Controversial? Thank you. <laughs> um, and then what I do is uh, I like to invest uh, crypto, real estate. Um, I do a little bit of stocks. And, um, yeah, I like to buy and sell stuff. That's kind of what I specialize in, so. Beautiful. All great things. I'm the builder of the group, Andrew LG Hunter, uh, again, on all platforms. Um, I uh, I think outside the box, on a regular, I'm a good-looking guy and all-around gangster. <laughs> uh, my name's Angela. Uh, sorry, the, the 1920s gangster, okay? Not, mm. the, not the new style, whatever. Yeah. Take it how you want. <laughs> we had to confirm that with our son the other day yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? yeah when he thinks of gangster he thinks of like baggy clothes and hat backwards and you're in a gang shooting guns and doing stupid shit i always thought like 1920s pinstripe suit yeah. organized crime lots of money yeah yeah well not uh, not the crime part okay obviously <laughs> not, not the but crime just like part. the organized part empire public figure and uh, what do you do, my love? She's my wife, by the way, yeah. if you couldn't tell by the last name. <laughs> um, I am the lawyer of the group, although still a student right now. I do most of the paperwork and, uh, you know, the hard thinking stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And together we have formed Triple H, which has brought you this beautiful podcast, as well as real estate within communities, um, something we... We do to make money because the podcast we give for free. Oh, we have one of our houses on the market right now. Yes. If you would like to buy it, do that. <laughs> You'll see it on our social medias, so we don't need to plug it now. No. Here. So, Ange, it's your turn. It what is. What are we talking about today? Our topic today is childlike wonderment. What the fuck? <laughs> what is that? What is They're that? good questions. They're hard. Okay, the first question Do is we have to think back to our childhoods? You will at some point, oh yes. Oh, boy. Wow. I think it's going to be fun. Typical woman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see your childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> childhood like wonderment is not about trauma. That's yes, like yes. It's wonder why we are like this. Yeah. <laughs> Always bringing up the past. <laughs> Anyways, okay. let's start with the first question. What does childlike wonderment mean to you? Problems. I think we just went over that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trauma and problems. <laughs> I tell you, I'm a lot happier as an adult. So. Yeah, I mean, I like being a child, but I, I don't think that's the question. Okay, but what what <laughs> what does childlike wonderment? What does that sort of what does Childhood that mean when you hear wonderment. it? Um. What does it mean to you, Ange? <laughs> I think I think uh, it means, like, as a child, <laughs> I, I think, like, putting myself in a child's shoes, I think um, when you view the world, you don't see all the rules and uh, all the structures. What you see is people for who they are and uh, situations for what they might be, and um, you see the possibilities in the world. I don't think... You're really looking at things in more in an analytical way. You see them more as a, a creative uh, wonder, I guess. Mm -hmm. mm. So that's just where my head went there for a minute. So. Uh, that you can do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you put your mind to it. Because that was like the main line that I w was always told. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to do it if you're going to actually do it. Yeah, growing up as an adult, that's like, that's what it really is. You can do anything you put your mind to, but you got to work your ass off to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing that all the time too. You yeah. can do anything. Yeah. You know, especially uh, when when Back to the Future came out, that was a huge line in there that yeah. everyone you could you can do anything as long as you put your mind to it. You know, but when you get older, you find out no, there's a lot of limitations on things. You know, especially but I think the people put the limitations right on you. to to make you jump through those hoops so that you can, you know, w- so that you know society can wean out the weak ones from obtaining whatever they want. You know, you can obtain what you want, but you have to actually put in the effort. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. Very good call. Yeah. Well, to me, it's just open-minded curiosity. Fuck, we're well like both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and just amazement at everything that's in front of you. Like, everything's new, and you just come at it as excited. Hmm. So is that why you wanted this topic? To feel excited? I feel excited about lots of things. Mm. I just thought it would be a fun discussion. Okay. So, what do you think changes when you become an adult from that sort of childlike wonderment and that open-minded curiosity? How do you think that changes as you grow up? Well, I think I already kind of yeah. said that too. Yeah. It's just that you realize that you can, w- within reason, because there's people, and I know I can speak for a majority of people um, that have certain friends groups, because you guys go, you go through friend groups in elementary school, high school, and then like if you do go to college, university, you have all those different friend groups, and those do evolve over and change and whatnot. But it it always seems like you do have certain friends or whatnot that do hold you down, or they say like, "Oh, is that a really good idea?" Or I mean, even even my parents, I remember saying like, "Oh, I don't know if that's like wise." because they just didn't want me to fail. They didn't want me to shoot so high that I'd get destroyed and never want to try it again. So there's, and what I'm saying is, is a goal aspect of it. So when you grow up, you realize that, yeah, you can, you can do anything that you want to, but um, you got to watch out for the outside influences that are, are telling you certain things that may steer you in different directions because you'll be like, you'll be less likely to do it because you're like, you, you hold so much weight on what those people say or do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, say the question again. I don't want to take more from what Paul just said. Mm-hmm. Refresh it for me. How do you think childlike wonderment changes as you become an adult? Yeah, the limitations um, and not to piggyback off of the limitations Paul just said here, but I think more of like an institutional um, setting. There's a uh, uh, limitations that you need. You need certain credentials to do the things you want. You know, um, you can obtain them the really, really hard way, and that's to start at bottom levels in industries and work your way up. I've done that. Um, I've also gone to university and done that route too. And that seems a lot easier, but you don't get the same knowledge that you could um, from being in the trenches, you know. Um, so That's I think, really yeah, I think there's, I think that wonderment kind of goes away um, when you realize that, that, you know, either way it's going to be difficult. Now you can maybe, if you've already done all the hard work, um, you know, doing the small jobs as a as a younger kid and moving your way up through adulthood, um, you can you can that seems like the faster way actually because you would have to do whatever jobs you could anyways in in like high school um, and then in your younger adulthood and then go to university to get a new knowledge base that doesn't really apply to your jobs <laughs> and then still work your way up from the bottom to the top, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, finding out that and making that, like, stick inside you, um, that's kind of when everything goes away. When it's like, oh, my God, I can't just go out and do anything, mm-hmm. you know? Even if, like, you have this idea in your head that, you know what, I can, like, I picture me doing this, I can do this. But then when you start doing it, you're like, fuck, you know, I maybe I can't do this. Um, it takes practice and practice makes perfect so that's great but just yeah i think that that little moment there um 
when you realize that that's when the wonderment kind of goes away and the creativity creativity of thinking about these things um, kind of goes on pause and the analytical has to pick up. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think we're made <laughs> just like slightly cynical as adults through our experiences because of the failures of our lives. Yeah. You fail and then it sort of clouds your judgment on trying new things again because you're like, well, I failed at this and it's similar. So why would I do that to myself again? Because it felt shitty. So, but failure is what makes, you know, it all work. Yeah, it makes you grow. I think it's just hard for people to get over that, especially yeah. when you're a kid and you do things and you fail at it. And as a kid, you don't know what failure is yet. So you just keep doing it because you just don't know any better. And that's sort of how like it holds that wonderment that you just there's a different outcome every time. And it's fascinating. But that's as an adult, it's kind of like bringing you down. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah conditioning i'd say is that's what i took out of what you just said well just like yeah. failing multiple times uh like hugely or even just even a little bit it's like you do get burnt out and you do get like upset with that so if you can set up some sort of like incremental gains of some sort of some s little win Mm -hmm. like setting aside I, there's a there's a power list out there from andy Fursella. i really love that guy's podcast is is that you set aside um like five things that you absolutely need to do today like things that you are it's not in your routine but you like you should be doing them so like going to the gym um drinking fucking two gallons of water a day and like if you succeed with all that stuff then you won the day if you didn't, then you lost the day. But if you have more W's on the month or on the week, then you win the week and the month. He explains it in a certain podcast, but I, I really like that. Is That kind of sets you up for like a, a winning mindset. Mm -hmm. So you're accomplishing stuff through the day, so then you can accomplish basically anything you put your mind to, as long as you do those incremental gains versus those losses. Sounds like you're... you're getting addicted to the w's and then instead yeah. of the l's yeah <laughs> yeah i love that mm -hmm. yeah it's never fun taking an l but no <laughs> no. <laughs> no but no. it happens yeah it, it does, does. it does, deal it does. With it. yeah 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 and if, if you think it through enough i mean it shouldn't be an issue in the future right <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what learning from mistakes is right yeah so do you guys or do you think society sees adults that maintain their sort of childlike wonderment as naive and immature adults? Yes. <laughs> I don't Sorry know. Sorry to just depends. jump in there quick like that, but yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it depends. Yeah? Yeah. What do you buy? I, what? I mean, why? Oh, I thought you said, what do you buy? I'm like, I don't know. Kid stuff. I was like, what do you buy? <laughs> um, well... I mean, like, if the if you're still a ch like a child at heart and you still want to try new things and you're still experiencing and whatnot, like, I think that's all fine and that's all good. Mm -hmm. And you're learning throughout the way. Like, there, I've heard the aspect like still child at heart, but you're like fucking fifty, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still I'm still a child at heart. I'm you may see wrinkles here, but I'm still a child. Like, because they're still experiencing. They're still like out there, um, like not scared of trying something new and failing but they're like they're still going out and doing that's how i that's how i took it mm -hmm. it's a very positive way to yeah. take that mm -hmm. oh my turn yeah. say the question again <laughs> I got, I got well you said I got, no i know i know yeah. i got wrapped up in what you were saying there i was like damn that is right do you think that adults that hold on to that childlike wonderment are sort of naive or immature Oh, in, in the eye, you said it in a different way. In right? the eye of society in or the eye yourself. Of society, okay. Or yeah. yourself. In myself, no, I view it the way Paul does. But in the eye of society, um, I think, you know, it's, oh. it's like. Oh, I'm sorry. I know exactly where you're going to go with this. Yeah, it's you like, go for it. Yeah, it's Sorry. like it's like people are like, okay, you got to grow up. Yeah, you know, you I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Hey? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, uh. it's like you can't you can't just you know you can't just do that yeah man. yeah you can't just do that that was you're us living in a fucking dream yeah you know? that was like, legit us yeah. that's why i knew yeah. you were gonna say that yeah uh. but i i knew it definitely the way you said yeah. it yeah because that's the best way to, to view 
anything. That's why right? I was confused because I was like, dude, we're on the same fucking page no. here. I know we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the eye of society, I think. Yeah. I think people they are. They look down on you yeah. for not going to university or college right after high school. I mean, that was that was in our era. Yeah. Where like if you weren't if you weren't right after high school or if you took a year off, okay, well, good. You just out out and experienced it. But then career time right after the fucking. Right after you, the one year of traveling to Mexico, like you need yeah. to, yeah, yeah, fuck that, yeah. you know, like I don't know how many years I took to like figure out what I truly want, and I still like I know what I want to do is just doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah, like yeah. fuck. No, yeah. and I get a lot of uh, now where I am in my life, I get a lot of like feedback from people in the institutional settings that are like more of jealous type of uh, vibes you know that i feel like they're they're like well why the fuck do you have the things that i wish i could have when i followed all the rules mm. and i did the things the right way and i'm like no i <laughs> like you didn't you didn't follow your actual your actual passions your actual dreams yeah because there's fo- no right way to live yeah <laughs> but you know if these are the things that you wanted that i'm doing then you should have been doing them but you weren't Mm-hmm. So what the fuck are you talking about? You know. So I mean, um, that's kind of what I got there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it does make them somewhat naive because they just maybe they don't want to like grow up in this sort of societal sense. But I think it's beneficial because they they keep that excitement and everything that they do, and they're I think generally fun people to be around, and they can be leaders because they can excite people into their passions. Mm-hmm like that yeah i love doing that yeah yeah i mean it, i think everyone knows that so <laughs> so children ask questions about everything without the fear of sounding you know stupid or being put down for their questions which sort of seems to that fear kind of develops in school so i got a question before you go further here kay. is is that um as a child i don't remember too too much when i was asking questions but like at a certain point, I wasn't actually listening to the answer. Like, I know that. And there's kids that go, why? 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 Mm-hmm. But they don't actually listen to the answer. So, mm-hmm. like, there's something to be said about that, too. Yeah, I think Just maybe if people... Uh, maybe Yeah, and if, <laughs> if the, the kids that are like, why, 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 they're not really creating their own imagination, their own thoughts on something. They're obtaining all of the, the, the whys um, from the the person's telling them so then they th- they then think that hey this is how it is clear cut that's just how it is mm. you know instead of like you you were listening to a lot of the answers like me well i think i wasn't listening I, I think i wasn't listening because of like the outside reaction that i was getting from the adults where they're like either whatever like it doesn't matter anymore because you're not paying attention, so they dismissed it, or they thought it was funny and uh, cute, and they're like, "Oh, why, why, why?" <laughs> you know. And then it, I thought it was funny that they thought it was funny, so I just keep doing it. Mm. It's fucking uh, because when you guys talk about your kids, it's very interesting, and I'm going right into the psychology of it. Is is that your kids are very attentive and w- and they pay attention to what they you say. And they listen when you're not when they're not even in the room. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember like you. Oh, you think I'm not going to listen to what you guys listen to on TV? Like I know what I you guys are all about. I can hear it in my room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're like sponges, and they mm-hmm. t- pick up on a lot of things. So it's like, where does that when when does that start, and when does that start like end? Because I know you said that your son is like now to the like oh, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, and he's thirteen. Thirteen yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So. Everything's yeah, it's a just confrontation. Yeah. 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 So anyways, sorry for interrupting. I just That's figured okay. that that was a point that I had to put in there. It's a hell of yeah. a good point. <coughs> I'm going to turn you up a little bit though. Ange. Me? Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. So my question is more, is it natural there we go. or born through the education system that children get this fear of asking questions? Because like you see, as they grow up, they ask less and less questions. And then as adults, we... If we don't understand something, we're sometimes like afraid to ask because we're going to come off as stupid because we think everyone around us knows the answer already. See, that's the fucking conditioning. Yeah. That is the conditioning. That's what I was kind of getting at there. Like that. When you're when you are told the answer from somebody and it's 
believed to be clear-cut and you cannot express yourself in a different way and it has to be that way, it can really limit you then and in the future when when you need to step out and be a leader and say what you think because what you think might be fucking dynamite, you know? Um, what you have to offer from all your experiences in life is dynamite, you know? You just don't know it because you're afraid to say something because you're afraid you might get laughed at or whatever that may be. But what you sh- need to be doing is saying what you feel because mm-hmm. it could be really good. Yeah, and generally, if you have a question, someone has a similar question. Mm-hmm. If you're not understanding, odds are someone else in the room also isn't getting it. Mm-hmm. It's like coming up with a great idea. Yeah, you, you there's there's a hundred other people that probably thought of that idea at the exact same time as you in the world. Who cares? Still, act on it or do it. Mm-hmm. Say Build it. Build on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's good that we have a team because one of us comes up with an idea and then we can pile on mm-hmm. and make it better than the original idea. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it definitely evolves. Did you want to answer? Are you good? Um, There's a question here. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Is the fear of asking questions sort of a natural development or one that's born of our education system? Oh, that was like I'm a yes or a no thing, and yeah. I went on on. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, not really. It's either or, and then explanation. I don't know if any of our listeners know this, but my my dad was a principal, and my mom was a teacher for majority of their lives. So, um, I don't know. I was always the one to ask questions. I remember the most amount of time that I ever asked a question when I was like a child or teenager was when I was gaming online and talking to a like 40 year old man in the states on how to build a gaming computer and buying the parts and whatever and like it was so fucking scary because i spent like 2500 dollars on it and this was like over a well over a decade ago decade and a half ago and talking to some random that I didn't really know, but it felt like I was like best friends with the guy, <laughs> putting a computer together. And my parents were like, okay, like just do whatever. And like now I, I'd be able to fucking do that, no problem. And I'd be able to conquer that. But like as a fucking 13, 12 year old, like y- that's actually like pretty fucking impressive, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. To answer your question, I think it's always great to ask questions, but where you grow up to be like your own mind and your own identity Mm. is that's when you start um, putting all the pieces together from what you've already learned and what what statistics show and what you've seen and like kind of make your own proper judgment on like, if I'm going to do this, this is probably going to happen. Um, I've done this before, so I probably shouldn't go this way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of f- internal thinking instead of outward asking. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, as a child, it's more impulse. Um, as an adult, um, it's more thought process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. That. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now we're going to go on our own experiences a little bit more. What was something you found absolutely fascinating as a child, and did you pursue that fascination as an adult? Let me take you through the journey of Andrew L.G. Hunter's <laughs> childhood. I'm just kidding. <laughs> One thing will do. Okay. Um, say that again. What was something you found absolutely fascinating as a child, and did you pursue that fascination as an adult? Yes. Yeah, I remember... Uh, my brother's dad had a, he lived in a shack. I, I want to say shack because it was like a one bedroom somehow changed into two bedroom little one, one f- like floor. You know those old wartime homes? Just, yeah. yeah, they're just one floor. Um, just tiny little fucking houses. Like the bedroom is uh, probably bigger than the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 a, it's a wild scenario. And I remember thinking like, damn, you know, his neighbor's had such big houses and he had this small home and it was like damn you know so i remember uh being in his backyard and he had this like broken down little shack i don't know i was probably like eight or nine 
and uh, I like I just started working on this thing, and I built out a, a tree house on it because there was this tree like coming through the fucking thing. Like this this shack was fucked up. <laughs> the, like, <laughs> so the tree grew through it and like fucked up the one side. So I was like, you know what? That's kind of cool. I'll just build a tree house on the side. I always wanted a tree house. And then uh, where the hole was, I ended up making a uh, – he had a bunch of rocks around his backyard, like big rocks that he grabbed from the, the um, river and then bring them up and just set them down. So I took all these rocks and I, I took a bunch of mud and stuff like that, and I made this, this fireplace that went up through this, this hole too, and it was really cool looking. And I really liked it because I like to spend more time in there than I did in the shack that he had as an actual home. So I think um, – that was the one thing that always just, I don't know, I really enjoyed. And uh, that was the one thing that always gave me more wonder to, to, to worry about, you know, like what what else could I do to make living better because it just sucked, you know. <laughs> so so um, I always just pictured that. And, and uh, you've clearly pursued that as yeah, an adult. Yeah. So that's what you're doing right now. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> right. Um, there was another time, too. Uh, at my mom's house, we lived in a um, in a, a, a native home, um, Sass native homes. If you're from Saskatchewan, you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, nowadays, those homes are being sold for like 300k. You know, <laughs> they used to be like uh, low income housing, um, the cookie cutter home, and uh, the only home that was more valuable than that. Uh, like, because those were the low end of things. The ones that were valuable were the ones that were, like, totally custom everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those cookie cutter ones are now the... <laughs> they're fucking everywhere. You see neighborhoods, the entire neighborhood's built up of those. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny. But uh, I uh, I remember it had, like, paneling in the basement. And, uh, I mean, not to touch on this part too much, but the whole reason that I put some holes in this paneling is because I, I got dumped. Yeah, I was probably, I don't know. It was really stupid. I was like 12, 13 oh. years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I don't know. Something like that. But I, It's the end of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So this is when finishing, more finishing came into play there. I, uh, yeah, I, I punched a bunch of fucking holes in there. Um, and then uh, my mom was like, well, you got to fix that now. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, and I didn't really know what to do. Like, I understood... I built a treehouse, you know, built many other things. I built my mom a swing at the same time. But these were all structural things. So the finishing part was more, I was like, shit, you know. I know it takes a little more finesse. So I had to, I had to do this, and I had zero tools, right, because <laughs> so, I was, like, so young, right. And the tools that my dad had, um, he was a mechanic, so completely different aspect, right. <laughs> so, so what I did was uh, – um. Yeah, I just used, I had a, a fucking Ofa knife, and I just made that one Ofa knife just work for everything. <laughs> it was insane. I still don't even understand how. Like, is, you know, if you spend enough time with what you have, the tools you have, um, you learn how to use them in different ways than they were meant to be. You know. Mm-hmm. So. That's uh, good life advice. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You use the tools around you, but you know you can use them for anything else too. You just got to think a little bit outside the box, and that's okay. Another time, um, around the same age, childhood, it's probably so just after that, probably uh, 13, 14. <laughs> you go through your whole childhood? <laughs> God damn it, man. Let's do three, three little stories here. Okay? <laughs> little stories? Yeah, these are great. All right, these man. Great. These are great. And it just shows how I got my passion, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, I really liked skateboarding at, at the time, and I uh, I really wanted to uh, make something awesome for the community that uh, would like really bring everyone together, and most importantly, bring them get together around me and centered basically around me. <laughs> so, yeah, what I did was is I made a, a, a quarter pipe that people could skateboard on, and uh, this this took a little more ingenuity i would say um because there's uh like you have a circumference that's quartered right and uh you have to be able to 
cut the plywood in such a way um, that's rounded, right, to get that quarter circumference. And then you have to attach, you know, two by fours, um, all this shit. So I didn't have the tools, uh, the proper tools, but I had, at this time, later, I had a skill saw. If anyone knows how to use a skill saw, you know it's extremely hard to cut a circle with a skill saw. I did it um, then. I mean, it's fairly easy now. Um, but I also didn't have the lumber. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So I like, I was cleaning this, uh, this lady's yard because I did a lot of weird stuff to make money because there's just not a lot of money to go around. Um, so I was cleaning this lady's yard and, uh, she had this like old wood there. It was like attached to her fence. It was dividing the, the Mac store to, to her store. And I was like, what a, what a great, great little piece. This would be perfect. Right. So I like, I just, I made her a deal and this is, I guess this is where the, the sales and stuff come into play too. You know, I made her a deal that like I would do the rest of the yard. I'd cut half of the, the payment off and I would, I would take the wood. And she loved that because she thought she was saving money. I was saving a fortune at that age because the plywood was so expensive. Um, so, yeah, took the wood, put it on the quarter pipe, and like I thought, everyone loved it. Later on, though, a buddy of mine ended up uh, cracking his head open and uh, fucked himself up for life. But that's a different story. Ruined that childhood wonderment. Well, made a lot of more wonderment for everyone else in the community and myself. Yeah, mm -hmm. one kid got hurt. But to be fair, he wasn't even on a skateboard. He ran up it and tried to do a flip. And to his, to, you know, for him there, he actually did do the front flip. It, it was such a weird thing to try to do. But he did it, and it, he nailed it. And then he tried to do it again. And he didn't know where he was after five minutes, who he was. It was it, his eye was like starting to swell Your up. Your side stories are so fucking wild. <laughs> man. wild. Honestly, you go to that you three stories, and then um, we're talking about some guy cracking his head open. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Anyways. Anyways, Paul. So does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why you're a builder. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Okay. And I just rolled with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paul? Uh, so the question is, is basically why I am who I am right now uh, that I did in a child. Like, no. I, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, what was something? It's been like fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 I don't know what we're even talking about anymore. These are great stories. They are great. Okay, what was something that you found fascinating as a child that you either did or didn't pursue as an adult? All right, I'll make this pretty simple. Um, competition, I, uh, and competition and tri trial of just different things. Um, and I do that to now I, I like competition, healthy competition to where I'm in tournaments or leagues to go against other, other good, uh, individuals at either sports or, um, some sort of other competition. I don't know. I did chess um, and uh, trying different things, going into classes that I know nothing about, like even working out, doing HIIT workouts or yoga or um, going into a random computer class or something. Cool. I just and I brought that I brought that from childhood over to adult and just because it really it. It formed on who I was as a child, and then it just kind of trickled into me being an adult and who I am. Whatever I want to learn, I go to a class and I learn it and meet new people. And or if I get really good at it, I'll 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 do a tournament or I'll do competitions with it. Love that. Mm -hmm. That goes with your philosophy as an adult. You yeah. know, whatever whatever sticks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Throw exactly. it at the wall and whatever sticks, roll with it. Yep. <laughs> Love that. No. Yep. Well, I that was, was short and sweet. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm rethinking why I talked so long there. But that's all right. It's <laughs> our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Do what we want. Yeah, as a kid, me and my sister used to like to play um, secretary. And, like, we're just fascinated with, like, office work. And I just, I've always been fascinated with powerful women that choose work life over home life. 
like my mom did that for quite a she did both she went to work for a long time and then she was also a homemaker for a long time and trophy wife trophy wife yeah not homemaker trophy wife <laughs> she loved that <laughs> but who wouldn't <laughs> and uh yeah i've just always been fascinated with the working person so that i think that's why i wanted a career in an office and then i got it and i like it mm. mm-hmm. yeah i remember when i found that out um so we had our kid well you got pregnant but six months into us dating mm-hmm. yeah I remember finding that out after we had our child. I was like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> you you want to do what? <laughs> I want to be a businesswoman. Yeah, we weren't allowed to play with the computer. Like, my grandma had a laptop because she used to be, uh, uh, she did tax preparation. But we weren't allowed to play with our actual the computer because we were kids. So we played with her laptop case because it, it opened like a laptop. So we would just pretend that we had a laptop. <laughs> And we'd uh, we'd have the TV tray and we'd like grab one of mom's little plants for our desk and grab a few pens and like pretend we were typing. <laughs> and now you're doing it. You're and having now fun. Doing it for real. <laughs> and it is fun. Just typing real stuff. <laughs> Actual document preparation. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and okay. you are a great mother as well. Yes, I love spending time with the kids and I do tons of fun things with them. Yes, they're lucky to have me. I, oh, it's you, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both of us. So, have you ever encountered something as an adult that made you feel like a kid again? I literally was going <laughs> to say the same thing. <laughs> I was literally going to say the same thing. No. That was exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, I shouldn't say that, though. Yeah, I hope this didn't pick it up. I don't think so. You know, like that feeling, like kid in a candy store. Yeah, like that's Andrew exactly Andrew in a tool aisle. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Or, or fucking around a Princess Auto. Man. There's so many things there. A lot of their tools are shit there, so I don't really buy tools there. But this, the like products they have, you can build anything. Great. Yeah, I love that. That's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's all to do with excitement, mm-hmm. getting your heart pumping. So like anything to do with fire or like rides, like lighting something, something on fire, or blowing something up. It's just like. Whoa. I don't know. I'm not a pyro. Let's get that you. straight. Fire! No, something. You're, but you're so, not a pyro. Yeah. You're a Neanderthal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or That's Neanderthal. It. That bothers me. I wow. hate when people say it. That's apparently the right way to say really? it, but I don't like that. I think it sounds pretentious. Neanderthal. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I always yeah. thought it was Neanderthal. No, it's Neanderthal. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's something new. I guess, <coughs> I guess uh, going into a home, um, that's something that really jacks me up. And uh, like when we, when we, us three go into a home and we check it out, um, or we're driving past them, we're like, oh, you know, we could do this, this, or this. I really like that part too. Mm-hmm. Mine is definitely traveling. Like getting on the airplane, stepping off the airplane. Like every time you see something new in a new place, it just takes me like, just back to experiencing new things and that's what really brings it up for me <laughs> i still can't believe you thought that when I, or it said <laughs> that when i was thinking it yeah. that's so go funny. on about this uh, experiencing new things what is that all where does that start and end like traveling <laughs> i know where you're going with that <laughs> travel right. huh good, yeah yeah that's good that's good i love that i love traveling yeah especially with you I don't know what you were talking about over there, but anyway, It's a guy thing. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever seen a kid discover something, and did that change your perspective on that thing that they were discovering? The kid discovering something? Like, as an adult, have you witnessed a child discovering something for the first time, and did that change your perspective about what they were discovering? I mean, it's cute and all. I just, I just, whenever you talked about that, I just... R- I can see the meme of uh, the the father basically throw t- had it having his hand on the kid's head and throwing him into the lake. I love that. <laughs> like, I love that. That's all that I can. So funny. <laughs> because he realizes something. 
the life's shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you know, you sink or swim. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so cynical. My, my, that's how I learned how to fucking swim. My dad did that when I was probably six months out of my mom's womb. Threw me in the in the. Couldn't in the just say six months old. You yeah, I, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> okay, six months old at uh, uh, what is that? Not uh, that's a light. Not Harry Bailey. Um, that other one in Saskatoon here. That other outdoor pool. The Mayfair. Pool. The one right George beside Ford? our house. No. Oh, are you talking about the one that oh, they're Riverdale? shutting down now? Next Riverdale. Day, Evan, yeah, Riverdale. Yeah. Har- yeah, they're shutting that down. Are they? What? Yeah. yeah, they were taking down the slide this year. No shit. Yeah. That was like our biggest outdoor pool. That's, they're done. Damn. They don't make enough money, I'm sure. I took mm. my kids I took my kids there when they were young. Mm-hmm. I should have that more. Damn. Well, now you got to go to Edmonton. No, Mayfair. Yeah, what are you talking about? They have Edmonton a water slide. Mall? Yeah, oh, that one's fun it. too. What the hell? Are you guys oh, in the same just, fucking. No, I'm like, why would I go here? all the way to Edmonton to go to a pool? Yeah, there's <laughs> one literally right down a the wall. A water block. park. You said yeah. the biggest slide, so I was going ah, with that. Ah, there's a slide oh, at yeah. the Mayfair one. Fucking crappy. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Well, it's an outdoor pool, and they got to fucking do maintenance on it every year because what? We get 50 below weather, and there's yeah. a fucking slide outside that had, no. you know. Yeah. No. Yeah, you gotta sense. wax it and shit every day because, or every summer because kids go down and get fucking scratched. Yeah, <laughs> like from the fiberglass sticking yeah. out. Like yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that a lawsuit sense. waiting to happen yeah. from the city. Damn. Yeah, probably a smart move sense. for them. Yeah. Now you, know? you just killed our childhood wonderment. Well, maybe they should have <laughs> fucking built around <laughs> it, build a building on top of it, or yeah. just I mean, the enclosed know, slide. The enclosed slide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a bottom, but there is the spots on there. You just drill holes and then put this bottom on the top as well. Yeah, fair, but, like, s- it cold air can still rush through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. I'm true. saying yeah. if you can yeah. completely enclose the fucker, then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, in my head, I was thinking the, the, the snow and the sun especially, um, aging it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Weathering it and right, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyways, the kids. See, this is what we do, folks. This is what we do. We dissect things and then we really talk about them, and then that's how we're so awesome. <laughs> but yeah, something you've watched a kid discover and to change your perspective on them getting fucking thrown into a pool. I mean, and did yeah. that change your perspective on what? Well, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Perspective of parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you just do whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really been around kids that often to like really see them discover things. To be honest, okay. I just I don't have kids. Andrew. Uh, I'll pass. Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh. What have I seen them do? So many things. Hmm. I, you know, I can't. I bet you anything. A lot of it's expected. They're, you know, I can, I, I foresee what they're going to I do. I bet you anything. Like, you, great questions, Ange. But this is exactly the the big difference between men and women. Is is women have a completely different uh, child experience and. M- boys have a completely different childhood experience it's more so struck like for i believe and this is what i'm seeing and understanding right now is is that men have a um a look on childhood that like we need to create and do and be successful and like learn and be uh like competent right away mm-hmm. like you're learning yes you can have fun but you just need to like learn quick as for females it's more for about experiences and feeling good and like uh learn like learning at your rate and like kind of being a butterfly kind of uh, thing i mean that's how i see it i love anyways. that yeah. i love that that's uh, very good and yeah. you know i was yeah i i think back to my childhood everything i i tried to do i tried to do so many different fucking things yeah you know just to be able to understand all of, I guess now looking back on it, to understand all of these different experiences gave me the abil- the ability to look at my kids and be like, I already know what this is where this is gonna lead. 
you know, because I've done so many different things. Like, mm. Shit. But I mean, I, I tried to be a daredevil as a kid, too. Mm. And I fucking, at a, at, a, at, a, at a camp, I, like, launched a bike over, like, nine kids. It was fucking impressive. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was on the bike, obviously. But uh, <laughs> back to Angie's question, I think that's why we're having such a hard time, like, answering that question. I mean, for me, anyways, I I don't have kids, so, I mean, that could be as well. But I think that's also, it could be the reason why I believe that boys have completely different childhood experiences than girls. Because I even hear this from my sister where, oh, I had such an easy childhood when, like... I mean, yes, I understand that you were the first child, but you were also a fucking girl. There's a huge difference. Like, you, you're going to be protected in a sense where, like, your innocence should be more protected than a, uh, than a boy. A female yeah. should be protected way more than a male. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, I'm <laughs> not saying I don't agree I, with that. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. I love that. My thing for watching the kids is just how excited they get over little things and just trying to like slow down and enjoy the moment a little bit more because as an adult, we kind of like lose that. We're always looking forward to the next thing and plans and what's happening next and going forward. And we don't slow down and get excited about like the small things that are happening around us. Like kids do all the time. Like you just hey, let's go get ice cream at Dairy Queen because you have nothing to do that night. And for a kid, that's like huge. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm getting so spoiled. And it's like, it's just like a small treat for something to do for an hour to like occupy our time. So as an adult, you just sort of think of it that way. And a kid is thinking of it a completely different way. So just trying to, as an adult, be excited about the small things. I think we could all do that. I think that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that maybe that has a lot to do with social media and the short attention span now because mm-hmm. child, I mean, I don't really know, but like young adults, I mean, they're, they're definitely living in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, I think like it can think be, about it further can be in difficult life. too when you're, when you're spending so much time doing the nine to five or whatever, like I haven't done that in a long time, you know, but like, I mean, I, um, when you're spending so much time in the nine to five, it's you're so drained afterwards, and it, it's hard to to go out and do these things with with kids. But there are those little things, like you were just saying, that can make make the world difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Bring that wonderment back. <laughs> yeah, even spending like a certain like yeah an hour of time doing something. Yeah, like they're li- really living in the moment. That's a really good point, Ange. Well, thank you. A last question. Reflecting on everything that we talked about, how do you think we can incorporate childlike wonderment into our lives as adults, personally and professionally? Be creative. Be creative as much as you can. And it doesn't have to be in child rearing. You can be in your own life. Child rearing sounds funny, doesn't it? It does. Just it, so it sounds like pretty rapey to me yeah yeah it does doesn't it <laughs> what it actually means is like raising <laughs> raising children yeah yeah it does yeah well I no I, I, I i'm looking at you like you're crazy but i i am just processing the word yeah remembering i'm not going to use that ever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. let me rear your child like what the <laughs> fuck i'd like to rear this child now <laughs> like that's <laughs> fucked up i don't know it just sounds weird be creative in your life as much as possible. You don't have to be stuck in the box. You can, in fact, think outside of it, and live outside of it, and act outside of it. Paul? You don't always have to be having fun or feeling happy. Like this day and age always says, well, I just want to have fun or I just want to be happy. That's all good and dandy. But if you're always happy, how do you know when your lows are? So I think you should take uh, what you've learned from your childhood and just try and make the best adulthood and have fun with it whenever you can and really enjoy those moments. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it's like live in the moment. Uh, I know that's hard, easier said than done, but like, I don't know. I don't really like the term meditate on it, but like 
<laughs> if you really need to. I meditate. Yeah. But I love to live in the moment. That's fucking kick ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely practice that a lot more on vacation than in my everyday life. Like in vacation, I was saying before, I just sat and stared at the ocean for hours. And the time just passed of just relaxing and trying to take it all in. But don't always do that when I'm like here and working and doing other things. But I think professionally sort of bringing the childhood wonderment is, is when you're given new assignments or tasks or your job changes because they always do and grow just approach it with more open-mindedness like a child would don't have the yeah don't have these set outcomes in your head that you think well this is new and this is how it's going to turn out and I don't like it but I'm going to try to sort of work within it but not really because you're not really trying because you already think that it's not going to be as good so just come at problems thinking yes I can do this and I can make it better and I can have fun with it That's a really good point. I'm going to piggyback off of that. So if you're getting fired from a job or if you're just unhappy or whatnot, I think that's kind of where you're going with that is is if your life changes drastically, maybe your spouse dies, maybe like something, I don't know. I'm just giving examples, but um, yeah, exactly. Um, That just take it with uh, as, as much... Grain, I don't, yeah, I was going to say grain of salt. I was trying to find something else in my vocab, mm. but it's not there. Grain of salt and like push forward and really think about what you want to do from then, then on out. I love that. But I'm going to take this time to thank our listeners and also uh, check out our Instagram, When Opportunity Knocks Podcast. Uh, this is, you're most likely listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music. If you don't mind rating the uh, the the podcast, that would muchly appreciate. We would muchly appreciate. It goes a long that. way. It yeah. does go a long way. Um, I will be hosting next week, I believe. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a topic yet, but I'll I'll figure it out. But yeah, because um, it's not gonna be as good as this one. Well, <laughs> this was all right. <laughs> I think it was pretty banger. Uh, yeah, I mean, we gave a lot of insights. Um, I pro- my hopes is. I'm sure just like yours, Ange, that has really opened up people's eyes and gave them a little piece of their childhood and that wonderment back into their lives that they can take into the future. Yeah, and just trying to make happier adults. I see so many people around that are just, yeah, and they're not happy with things. So just try to approach things as as fun instead of a task or a mountain that you have to climb. Like it's an opportunity. That's a really good point. And that's and a really good recap that. on mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been When Opportunity Knocks, a Triple H production. Woo!